This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture Communication and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. On this podcast, I like to speak to entrepreneurs that have created a business out of their genius, something in their background that inspires them to impact a bigger audience and to make a business out of what they love to do. And today I have the opportunity to interview a friend and a fellow entrepreneur, Keith Bishop, with his business Clarity Automotive Group. And what he, how he transitioned his genius and his love and passion for the vehicle industry into a business that makes him very happy. So Keith, welcome to the podcast today. I'm happy to have you on here. Yeah, thank you, Shelby. It's great to be here. I appreciate uh, appreciate the invitation. I'll tell everybody a little story before uh, we we get into before we get into the podcast today and have Keith interview uh, Keith tell us about his business. But earlier this week, I uh, I we have snow here in Billings. It's it's very winter here. It's about ten degrees outside, and we uh, got our first snow, and that makes roads very slick. And um, I had a little little mishap where I hit a curb with my car, and I was like, who am I going to call? I didn't even call my husband first. I called Keith first because Keith is the one that has the connections within the car industry to help me fix the flat tire. He knows who to call. And I call, I, that was an immediate response for me. So that was just great to have that resource. And I, his business is just really a nice indication of that is that he is the expert on cars and everything automotive and he has the connections and it was it was great for to help me get through the week but I'll let Keith talk about his business because he's the expert to introduce it but just Keith and I have seen each other's business grow and it's been really fun so Keith with that background uh you don't have to talk about everything but give us an idea about your business and how it came about sure yeah, you bet. So the idea behind Clarity Automotive is I'm essentially an independent consultant, independent resource for people, uh, primarily looking to buy vehicles. That was the original concept, right, is buying vehicles, buying new cars, especially when you're working with dealerships and kind of that traditional process that, in my mind, is way too complicated, way too frustrating, way too time consuming that it needs to be. Um, typically someone who's looking to buy a vehicle from a dealership, you know, again, this was the original concept. I can talk about other stuff, but the original concept, you decide, okay, I need a vehicle and you think maybe I want to check out a, I don't know, a Toyota or a Honda or Ford, whatever. So you go to that dealer and you drive up onto the lot and maybe you drive around a little bit, just kind of see what they have on the lot. Uh, you get out of the car, all of a sudden you got a salesperson there who's following you around, trying to bother you. And maybe that's fine. You know, maybe you're looking to find a salesperson and ask questions and go through that whole thing. That's fine. Other times you're just there to kind of look, take the first sort of step. And then, you know, you just don't want that pressure. You don't want this person just kind of whatever. 
So that's kind of the first deal, right? And then if you move forward from there, typically, I gotta be careful what I say, because again, I, I don't like to talk badly about car dealers or car salespeople, whatever. I mean, there are good ones, but there's kind of some things that just, you know, can cause problems. So, you know, you end up getting pulled in or they make you take a test drive on something that you may or may not really be interested in. Take the drive. Okay, great. Then they try to get you in the office and they try to, you know, sell the thing right then and there. And they're kind of trying to take control of the situation, keep control of the situation, make you go through their process. You know, anybody who's talking about business and sales, the sales funnel, right? They're literally trying to shove you through the sales funnel. Like personally, they're physically trying to push you through that. And If you're not prepared for that, or you're just kind of like, what in the world's going on? I mean, you can get stuck in a very uncomfortable situation and you can be at a point where they're literally not wanting you to leave. You're almost trapped. And that's terrible, right? And that's kind of a worst case scenario. It doesn't always happen all that way, but I've seen it happen way too many times. And so what I offer is a way to just, just avoid all of that. I mean, the way I do things, first of all, I spend as little time at the dealer as possible. Um, I make initial contact over the phone. I have conversations. I make sure they know kind of what we're looking to do. And if we show up to look at a car, that's what we're there to do is look at a car. And then we're going to decide at that point. I say we, you know, meaning me and, and whoever my client is, we'll decide from there and move forward at our pace and we maintain the control and that way we're making sure that that the my client or you know whoever's making a good decision and they're comfortable with how things are going that's the original concept that's what i really enjoy doing um with covid with all these changes with the current automotive market uh, I've had to pivot a little bit into other areas um helping people sell vehicles i do a lot of that um, basically, I just help facilitate uh, the private sales uh, to help people get the most money out of their, you know, their old vehicle where they they might trade in otherwise, but maybe not get as much money for. That's a, sure. something I offer. Uh, and then a few other things here and there along the way just to, you know, find other sources of revenue, I guess, is the right. way to put it. But Well, and, uh, I, and that your industry, you know, it's interesting. You, st- you started in, you launched it in 2020, right? I did. I did. Yeah. I started uh, day one. An interesting was, time to start a business. <laughs> in I hindsight, was, we launched yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I think day one, I think it was January 3rd, I think was the Monday, uh, right after the new year. I think January 3rd, 2020 was mm-hmm. my my go time. That was when I started trying to make this thing fly. So yeah. And the pandemic and then everything shut down and then nobody was spending any money. So yeah, you did have to pivot and move. It that. was, yeah, very and interesting. These past three years have been very, yeah, very uh, challenging. <laughs> yeah. And now it's interesting too. Now with the recession, potential recession, the people talking about the recession, I, I don't want to say the R word, but People, I mean, people are spending money differently and, you know, some people are investing in new cars, but even, I mean, and you could probably talk more fluently about this, but you can almost get a used car for what you get a new car for. So 
that it's just an interest, the market's in a really interesting place. It is absolutely. Um, and we could, like I say, we could take this in any direction you want to go. I can speak to the current state of the automotive market, but I don't know if that's the focus here, what you want to get into as much. Um, I think you had mentioned, we talked, you know, before we started recording here that, you know, it was kind of what you were looking to get out of this was sort of my background knowledge and how I made that work as a business. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. But I like the conversation all around it. There's just so many interesting. The, the, con- the conversations are great. You and I have talked many, many times and I, I love to talk. I mean, we could have a two hour, <laughs> a two hour thing could. if we really it's wanted to. True. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if, if we want to kind of take a step back, maybe yeah, how, let's talk about, I mean, you've always, we could talk forever about the automotive industry and where it is and where it's going and, and trends and all that, but, mm-hmm. but you're so passionate about it. So talk a little bit about your background and how, how you got into cars and how you got into this idea. Cause it's a, you know, I, I feel that your business is such a, it's a specialty business and it's surrounding a major purchase that you make as a family and it's something that we need to know about. So, so give us an idea of your background. Sure. So basically, I've been involved in automotive-related things uh, from the time I was born, um, really. And that was primarily through um, my father's business. Um, he was an automotive guru, still is. Um, he was uh, an instructor. Uh, at the local technical school uh, for automotive. Um, he's an old gearhead, you know, from back in the 60s and 70s, you know, drag racing and that kind of stuff. Um, building engines. I was helping him build engines when I was 10 years old. Uh, really just kind of that's what sort of, you know, when I first caught the bug. And then from there, you know, it was everything I could learn about the industry, everything. I mean, all new cars were exciting. All the stuff that was happening was just, fascinating so between those opportunities to physically work on cars plus just i mean to me it it is fascinating because there's so many ins and outs you know cars themselves are fascinating to me the technical part of it but the automotive industry is such a huge portion of the overall economy i mean it's just a lot of money and so trends within the automotive world run parallel to trends in just the overall economy. I mean, it's just, yeah. again, it's just such a huge, so there's that side of it, the business side of it, the technical side of it, the marketing side of it, the, you know, manufacturing, I mean, all those kind of things, you know, you know that my background as far as my education is in mechanical engineering. So I kind right. of went from that, you know, knowing how to turn wrenches and work on cars to knowing more about mechanical design and how they're built and then also, you know, interested in the business side of things and sales and marketing and I mean, everything, right. I just kind of, kind of learned about it all, everything I could. So what inspired you to, was there, was there a moment where you're like, I think this is what I want to do. This is where I, you know, like a light bulb went on and you discovered <laughs> that I'm going to walk down this road and launch a business. Like what, what was that process like? Yeah. So I started my business in 2020, but I would say that I had this idea probably since around 2005. 
And what started that is I was living in California at the time. I was in between jobs and I found a car dealership that was offering a sales training program with a guaranteed salary for, and I think it was only, I think it was two months or something like that. Maybe it's only one month. It wasn't much, but I think it might've just been a one month sales training, but it was like, I get like $2,000 or something like that. So it's guaranteed. And that was great. I really liked the training. And then of course, once the training's complete, they send you out to the floor and now you're a car salesman. And I saw that all these things they were talking about in training, you know, being a, a resource, being a, I don't know, customer service, you know, all these great things that made you feel good about being in sales. And then there's all that just went out the window. (laughs) Once you were on the floor and you were reporting to the actual sales manager, I mean, and this, of course, being in Southern California, which is a huge market, I mean, cutthroat. Oh my gosh, just the meat grinder. I mean, I, I learned firsthand, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to be a car salesman and you're on commission, right? So your base in that, in most dealerships, and some are going to more of a salary basic model, but it's like if you want to make money, I mean, it's like you got to eat, <laughs> right? Right. I yeah, mean, the pressure awesome. to sell, the pressure to move. You're competing with the other salespeople. I mean, it's hardcore, and and that's and that's not my personality. That's just not how I'm wired. So, I think I lasted three or four weeks, maybe. Before I had another opportunity to go back into an engineering job, which I was very grateful for. It was just like, oh I'm my sure. gosh, I can take a deep breath. Because I mean, I was drowning. I was like, holy cow. But but it was an insight. You know, I'm kind of a quick study on things generally. And so it didn't take me long to realize, yeah, this is this is terrible. It's not good for the customer. It's not good for the salesman. It's not good for anybody. Like it's just a terrible way to try to do things, but it's the system that's been in place forever. And, and it works. I mean, if you get the right salespeople that are motivated enough and they last long enough to build up a clientele and all those things, then yeah, there's a lot of money to be made, but man, it's a long road to, you know, steep, steep climb, whatever you want to say. Yeah. So. For those in the industry, but then everybody else is used to it. So, right. you know, yeah. Right. So I started to draw a parallel between buying a car and again, you know, new cars, which we know are very expensive between that and say a real estate purchase, buying a house um, are two major purchases. I mean, a house is going to be significantly more, but still, I mean, if you're spending, you know, now, I mean, you're easily spending 40,000 or I should say you're committing to a significant payment every month for the foreseeable future, one way or the other, it's a significant economic decision. It really shouldn't be taken lightly. And not only that, you shouldn't let those decisions be made by someone else whose own motivations are not really your best interest. Right. I mean, a good a good salesman, and I don't care what they're selling. A good salesman does care about the customer, does want them to be happy, does want to find the best fit for their needs. I mean, that's all great, and and that's fine. But there's limitations to what they can do, right? So, say you've walked onto the Honda lot, and again, this is on new vehicles. Well, the only thing that salesman can sell you is a Honda. 
So let's say the Honda model that you're either interested in or he's trying to make you interested in, maybe that's not the best fit for you. Maybe you'd rather have the Ford or the Toyota or the Mazda or whatever else is out there, but you'll never get a chance to find out because he's going to try to lock you into that Honda and convince you that that's what you want. Well, right. Again, that original concept for me was no, 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 let's slow this down. Let's take some time. Let's see what else is out there. Let's find out, you know, you decide when you drive a couple vehicles and they say, yes, I like this one. This is great. This is the one I want. Well, good. Because you're spending a lot of money. So you should get what you want, you know? So again, so I, I, my role or the, the position I put myself in is very similar to a realtor being a representative and helping someone through that process that can be, you know, kind of a mess. advocate. You felt that they're they recognized a need and, and can fill that need. And I think that's a, I mean, it's, it's a unique business model, but it is, I mean, it is a problem. I think the challenges, and I think this is this, I could draw this parallel with many other genius entrepreneurs is that you find a problem and a way to solve it. But then some people might not know that it's a problem, you know, like we're used to the car industry and selling and the aggressiveness and all that. And that's just kind of how it is when you buy a car. Same thing when you buy a house, it's, you know, there's, cause there's commission on the other side of that and there's a right. lot of hustle. And yeah. then it's the, there's the education piece to that too. So. Exactly. No. And that's been a, a tough road for me is exactly marketing, education, um, letting people know who I am, what the service is, that it even exists, and then what the benefit is, why that should be attractive. And that's hard. Um, I remember back in college, I read this book, and it's not a very long book. Um, I just ran across it in the bookstore when I was browsing, and it's called Selling the Wheel. And I highly recommend that for someone to read because, again, it's not a very long book, but the concept is well, when the wheel was invented, the competition for the wheel was the existing technology. So the competition for me isn't someone else doing the same thing I do because there is no one, at least not in our local area. Right. It's the existing way of doing things. So someone wants to buy a car. What do you do? Well, you go to the car lot and yeah, it's, it's a pain and you hate it and you've been through it before and you'd rather go to the dentist than do it again. But (laughs) I guess that's what I got to do. You know, that kind of thing versus, Hey, you know what? There's this guy out there who could help me with this and I know this is a painful process. Maybe this is worth looking into. That's really all I want is for someone to call me. You know, I, I prefer phone calls over anything else because then it just gives me a chance to have a conversation. And usually when I have a conversation with someone, I can get that light bulb moment. It's very difficult to do that through any other method. I've experimented with all sorts of different marketing and um, the face-to-face connection and conversation is by far the the most effective so right i don't know are we getting off on a tangent here no Um, no because it's interesting because you have that's how that's where you're building your business is local but Mm -hmm. you could probably do that remotely too couldn't you yeah and i have yeah yeah i have i can do so much of what i do remotely um just through phone calls and emails and with the internet and everything else um yeah i've helped people go through this process um, remotely. Some friends of mine lived in, live in Salt Lake yeah. and I helped them with a deal. And yeah, I've brought cars in from out of state. That's the other thing that's nice is 
you know, going through me, I, I tell people I have unlimited inventory. I'm not a used car salesman with my own lot where I'm sitting on a bunch of cars, a car costing me money that I need to try to sell as quickly as possible. I, I never want to be that person. <laughs> That's right. way too much work. That's way too much stress. I don't want it. I don't want it. So, um, so there's that flexibility, but so, yeah, um, I did get inspiration from some other businesses that are out there, um, different parts of the country. There are similar, um, call it consumer advocate or, or whatever, you know, personal, um, consultant type people that do what I do, but not as many as you'd expect. Um, right. Honestly, it makes so much sense to me. Again, when you compare it to the real estate river type model and it's the same thing, basically, like, man, why aren't there more people? The one that I know of in particular, this guy's in Southern California and he's a very experienced, he was a salesperson and a sales manager and has all this sales background and he transitioned it into this business. And I, I modeled a lot of my, took a lot of ideas from him. Um, but it's like, man, what, why aren't there more people doing this? I mean, I can think of, you know, in every major metropolitan area, there should be someone like me or several. I mean, I don't know why there isn't. It just seems like kind of a no brainer in a way, but, um, yeah. You're starting a movement, right? Maybe. Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it it a, could be done. It, it could be done. If, if I wanted to do that, if I was with my dreams and ambitions were to grow this thing into something huge and, and I've set myself up where there, there's that option, right? I, right. I knew that going in, you know, that's kind of like behind the, the name and everything too is very professional. Calling it automotive group right now is kind of weird because it does make me sound like a car dealer. And so I'm kind of against that um, versus if I'd gone to maybe more of a friendlier name or more of a local personalized name maybe that would be good. Yeah. But there's always a chance that this could grow into something bigger. And Very much so, especially yeah, since you have the systems and you know there's a need and you know the need isn't being filled. And so there's yeah. and there's there's place for that. Yeah. Well, where- yeah, I I could find I could find someone who's an experienced car salesperson and probably pretty easily train them to do what I do because I mean, they know the process. If they've been in sales, in car sales for any amount of time, this is, they probably know, they know how to do it better than I do probably because I don't have that much experience in car sales. I've just enough to know more from a, more from a consumer standpoint, because I've made every mistake there is to make probably at least once, if not twice before I finally learned. So that's the experience I bring in, in this situation right how to avoid some of the pitfalls or some of the traps that you can get stuck with from a more from a consumer standpoint um Which but is I, so again i know i know enough about how the game is played that i can you know avoid that now but right and so critical for people people don't know what they don't know and so i think that's so important for sure. to know during that and to know that they have somebody that can be an, an advocate for them in mm-hmm. this large purchase well, and it's kind of like, you know, if you've got a family member that, you know, you know, is more experienced with this or you think would be a good, you know, ally for you, you know, you always ask, okay, I'm going to ask Uncle Jim to go with me because I know Uncle Jim's got experience and he can be there for me. Well, I'm, I'm the Uncle Jim if you don't have Uncle Jim or I'm better than Uncle Jim because I do this every day, right. you know. And your knowledge is so expansive. So right, right. that's uh very helpful. 
Yeah. That's yeah. I took everything I know and, and this business very much is just an extension of me and what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at doing and what I can offer people. I mean, it literally is just very personalized to, to me. Took your passion, turned it into a business and now you get to ride the wave. That's, that's what a lot of people are looking for. So thank yeah. you for telling your story. I think that's the <laughs> It's a, it's great to hear those stories so people can think about, I, I really like cars or I really like animals or what, whatever you can turn that into an income stream. Absolutely. It takes some time. It takes some pivoting. It takes, you know, you have to adjust to the challenges like most entrepreneurship, but it's, it's something that can be done. So absolutely it can. And, you know, for someone else who wants to kind of go down this path, you know, I would highly recommend, you know, start small. Don't get too much going all at once, you know, and again, I don't often take my own advice is the problem. I was very fortunate to have a job and a career prior to this uh, that was fairly lucrative and I was able to build up a pretty decent little nest egg yeah. to then use to hopefully, you know, survive that initial startup period and and basically not run out of cash. So I went all in, right? Quit the job yeah. and jumped in. Um honestly and there was other reason behind that too, you know, being in more of a corporate job, um, a management role that was very, you know, it was very stressful, it was very time consuming, it was kind of all encompassing. I I didn't really feel like I had the capacity or the energy to do something else. Right. outside of that. So if I'd had maybe more of a a lower key job or, you know, the eight to five, something where, you you know, you leave work and you leave work, right? You, right. you don't bring work home with you mentally or stressful or whatever, the stress with it. And you work on something in the evening in your spare time and you help build it. Honestly, I, that's probably the right thing to do, or that's the way to recommend that someone starts a business, right? Is don't just jump off the deep end and then now you have no income. Right. Because it's always going to take longer than you think. There's always going to be more setbacks than you want to think there's going to be. I mean, just set yourself up for success and don't put yourself in that kind of a, a risky situation if you can help it. I mean, I really think if I was going to give someone advice, it's it's that. Don't quit your job until you have until proven, you have, yeah. until you've like, proven that you can make some money. I mean, honestly, right. if you if you until you reach that point where you think, hey, I can actually make some money at this and be profitable. Well, you, you know, you got to, again, you got to eat. Right. <laughs> I true. tell people you, you can't buy groceries on hopes and dreams or with hopes right. and dreams. So, so true. Yeah. yeah. So true. Well, Keith, where can people find you if uh, to be the car resource? And yeah. we'll make sure to include all that in the, in the YouTube channel too. So sure. Sure. Yeah. If you can provide links to, to my info, that'd be great. But you know, I, I've got a, a decent website, uh, clarityautogroup.com. Uh, obviously, I have my Facebook business page. Uh, you can Google uh, Clarity Automotive Group. It'll come up with on, on the Google business search. Um, you can always give me a call, uh, 406-272-2548. Um, and again, I mean, yeah, I, I like to cater to the local market. But I mean, anybody can call me. I can help remotely as well. So. Right. It's uh, you have that opportunity. Yeah, well, absolutely. So I was looking at a 
Yeah. So here you go. There's the. Can you see? Oh, oh my back! My background messes with it. That yeah, yeah, well, I'll I'll include all that yeah. in the bio. So yeah, you've got all the yeah you've got all the info. Um, info at clarityautogroup.com is the direct email. So that's one way too. But yeah, basically, if you have my business name and you start Google searching, you'll find me. We'll find you. You'll find me. Well, I uh, it was great to hear your story and tell people this story about how you can transition your genius into a business. Also, the problem that you solve. And I think that all of those things are so great for our listeners to hear. And that you do, you do have a unique business and you created, you created, you found a space in the market and you created a business to fill that space. Yes, you've had to pivot, but but it will be lucrative. We just got to give it a little time. There you go. Um, Yeah. The only other thing I would add, as far as anyone looking to go down this path, um, make sure that, make sure that you have sold yourself on the idea. Make sure you know 100% in your heart, in your mind, in your gut, what is your value message? Because Like I said before, with car sales, I was never going to cut it as a car salesman because I'm not that type A in your face. You know, it's a numbers game. So you make 100 phone calls a day so you can get, you know, the five, you know, that kind of thing. I just, that's exhausting (laughs) for me. So the, 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 the quote I use or what I always say is if you focus on providing value, you never have to sell anything because it's obvious right people will spend money if they know that it's just a um, it's just a transaction i'm trading money for this value so your job as a businessman salesman whatever is to draw them that picture and say this is the value this is what you get and then it ends up being an okay take my money situation um, if you can't sell that or if you can't make that clear then you better figure out how, because otherwise then it's not, otherwise then it's not actually a good concept. Right. You've convinced yourself, okay, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Well, be very prepared to spell it out and right. paint that picture of this is the need. This is the value I provide. And if you don't use my service or whatever you've got going on, you know, you're missing out. You, you want people to know, oh man, yeah, there's no way I wouldn't want this, that kind of thing. If you can paint that picture, then great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, everybody needs that. All entrepreneurs need that. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Keith, this was a great, you gave lots of good tidbits for people that are thinking about starting a business. And it was great to hear your story again. I've heard it many, many times, but it's yeah. good. I think you have so many good pieces to share with people. So I'm excited to excited to get the word out about that. We know how to contact you. And to our listeners, I really hope that you take this inspiration and think about how you can start to transition some of your ideas into a side hustle, into a business Whatever you want to do, the marketplace is wide open. We just have to find the place to put those ideas and and make sure that you're providing the value and value-driven material and value-driven products that's going to create your space in the marketplace. 
So thanks again, Keith. And uh, we will hear, we will talk to you next time when we talk to another genius entrepreneur that can inspire you to start your business. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Joe Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.